It's actually funny. Um, <clears throat> we missed something last week, which I, I didn't even register until like I was uploading the episode. But last week was our 100th episode. Oh shit! Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, hot damn. Yeah. So I guess that's a congratulations. Yeah. Um. To be fair, I thought we had already passed it. Well, because we had done like irregular, like non like. You know, episode one, episode two style stuff, and we did like the short little, we did like the last fast ass news and stuff. Yeah, I still felt like it was so much, but there was one point in time where we were doing two episodes a week, so. I mean, that's kind of how we got to a hundred episodes in a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, because we were skipping things up. But um, it only took a hundred episodes, and uh, now it, it's finally happened. Everyone's been waiting for it. Will they, won't they, and we will. Um, Jordan is leaving the show. Yes, this is true. Yeah, I'm leaving the show. Um, it's been so much fun. It's been amazing. And uh, I just have to, like, I feel like I just need to focus on other stuff. I'm, you know, I, my whole life I was, like, I always thought I was, like, political. And, like, for fun, you know. But I always thought I was, like, a lot smarter than I was, I guess. And then, like, I started doing the show. I'm, like... It only took, really, it only took an episode for me to be like, oh shit, I don't know shit, you know? But I had to play it up like I did, you know? And then, uh, yeah. Uh, and it's just like, there's, I'm really depressed because, like, like, really paying attention to, like, what goes on in the world, uh, as the week goes on, like, it gets depressing, you know? It brings me down. So, it definitely is soul crushing. Like, I feel like you feed off of it though, because I feel like you're you you like you like it so much. And I thought I liked it, but man, really, like it's like all I think about now, and like I, you know, I get sad all the time. And I just can't handle it. It's also funny because this isn't the first time. Because I had told like some people, we announced that last on last week's Patreon also that you were leaving. Yeah. Like a few people had, and then like I in passing had like told some people like, "Hey, what's up?" You know, and it just like came up in conversation because people would ask like, "How you are?" Yeah. And I'd be like, "Fuck that fool! I fucking fired him from the show." <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but Robbie did not fire me. I'm yeah. <laughs> no, but this was something that like it it there's no no bad blood or nothing interesting happened. Yeah. Between the two of us. And to be fair, like, you had talked to me, like, over the past year, every couple months, about, like, either wanting to not do it or, like, needing a break or something. Mm-hmm. And then it was always something where you're, like, in a mood. And then you're, like, I don't know if I want to do this. And I'm, like, okay, let me know. And then you kind of just, like, keep on coming back over to my house. And I'm, like, I guess we're still together. You know, it's kind of like mm-hmm. we've been dating and it's, like, you're kind of not into it the whole way, but, like, neither of us really want to break up. So you, we're kind of just, like, together it just gets comfortable after a while honestly like that's kind of where where it is is it, it just got comfortable yeah and honestly i think like the conversations we have in the show are pretty like they can get pretty complex i know we're like pseudo and you know more comedy driven and like just kind of stupid you know kind of like um whatever dirt bags or whatever uh but some of some of the conversations get pretty complex and i just don't feel like i'm well equipped for it i think you could you know hopefully find someone else that uh can you know handle that or whatever you know and no i've learned so much doing this show and you know i've i've never really had like a hardcore uh 
political ideal system that I held on to. I changed like a chameleon like every fucking three months. I mean, you can listen to the entirety of the show and watch you kind of weave in and out of various For sure. But even starting from the beginning, if you go back into my earlier times before I even was on the show, you could do the same fucking thing. Oh, as long as I've known you, you kind of switch it up every couple months. Yeah, and and honestly, I think the reason is just because I like, you know, I do kind of consume different medias and everything all the time and i'm just like you know i think it i think it goes back to what my core system is and like it's just not very strong (laughs) (laughs) being a being a weak man yeah (laughs) i mean i i I did successfully bully you into being i would never call you a leftist but definitely more progressive yeah i pulled you out of libertarianism god only knows what's going to happen now that i'm not just screaming at you Mm -hmm. every week well, you know, I have a liberal girlfriend and her liberal family, so I'll be coming back on being like, you know, Biden wasn't such a bad president. Exactly. You're going to have real big girl <laughs> boss energy yeah. the next time I talk to you. No, but it's been great. It's been a f- like, I hope to come back on the show, like, and, you know, be a guest or whatever, whatever you need me for um, at different times. But I just need a break. I need to focus on other things. And with that being said, I guess uh, you're the Bolshevik. I'm a proud vegan. Mm, so good. There is nothing gay about professional wrestling. It is full contact murder gymnastics. That ain't a video game though. Crayon. No, 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 no. Every time I smoke weed, I always think I have HIV. Alright, we're done. I'm ending it. I'm ending it. We're done. You want to redo that last part? Nope, because you have one more time to actually do it. You'll do it the next week, and then that'll be Mm. the last time that you ever get to do it. Okay. And then I'll go over. I'm figuring out what to do, because the show is obviously still going to happen without you. Mm -hmm. And I'm figuring out what's... I have a good idea as to what's going to happen, but I'm solidifying that this week. And then like by next week, I'll have a better idea as to what's going to happen post you. Um, but yeah, plugs up top. Um, if you like the show or even if you fucking have been listening to the show, just for real fucking subscribe and give us a fucking good review. It takes no fucking time and we need those to grow the show. Um, and tell your friends people have been doing that and it's sick. Uh, I looked at the country list the other day. There's countries on there that I didn't even know were countries. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's cool. Damn. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we have a Patreon for five bucks a month. You get an extra episode every week and access to the Discord chat. Um, and then there's also, you can find Bolsheviks on all the social media places. Um, from there, you'll be able to find the individual accounts of myself, Andrew, and Jordan doesn't really have any anymore. Mm-hmm. And I start, uh, yeah. Then I got to take you off of everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or I'll just keep you on forever. Just make it only <laughs> your face and have you be. Like Wendy's, oh you know, yeah. where it's like, who the fuck is this person? <laughs> <laughs> Just a It'd be funny person. if you guys, if this show succeeds and then like people will be like, you know, I was, I was there when, you know, Jordan was on the episode. That would be very when funny. When it sucked. Yeah. I, I stuck through. Oh, when you it came sucked. around now. I was there <laughs> f- f- slogging through year one, that dumb gobbledygook. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's. Yeah. Also listen to the hating and, uh. Oh, yeah. Is there um, 
Is there music this week? Uh, no, we're okay. not doing it this week because I didn't think about it ahead of time. But we will do music for next week. Yeah, there's just like too much stuff going on. Yeah, for and sure. I could just like slap like in a slapdash fashion be like oh yeah it's from blah 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 but then andrew will yell at me about it and i don't feel like getting yelled at by andrew in person tomorrow (laughs) um oh i'm actually gonna say the date so today is august the 17th and i'm only saying that because fucking cheese tried to give me a bunch of fucking sass or tried to give us a bunch of fucking lip over the episode that we released he was like oh nothing happened yeah because i guess we were like nothing happened this week nothing crazy happened and we didn't go over anything about Afghanistan because it had it didn't happen yet (laughs) so because there's like you know because fucking between you and Andrew and I we have real jobs and lives and stuff Mm -hmm. you know and so like sometimes the episodes get flipped in like a day or two and other times it takes a couple days and then like this weekend it just happened to be the perfect storm of like Andrew took a couple days to give it to me and then I wasn't around like a computer until Sunday night yeah. So the episode got released like midnight on Sunday. And I put the recording date on the episodes, but I guess no one reads the fucking yeah. info. No. So I guess I'll have to start saying that up top yeah. so people can't be like, what the fuck? Bit, 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 yeah. bit, bit. He also mentioned something that was interesting that you were wrong about yeah. the student loan thing. I was going to bring but, that up also. I was. But I'm, I was not gonna, you know, I'm not going to give you crazy shit. Just, you know, just let the record show. That you were right yeah. going out on a W. That's why you wanted to quit the show. You wanted to get one last win. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that there was a limit on the amount of student loans that you can get. So let's get into it, huh? So, what? Um, what do you, do you want to go into Afghanistan first? Since it's like you know, I mean, do you want to do that for of, the first half or the end? That's going to be like a long time of talking. So we can do that, and let's then, do that. Yeah, all right. Go Just for it because it's like you know. I, now, did you listen to? Biden's speech. You texted us. I about did. It. Yeah, I, I I did not listen to it because I was hoping that you were going to tell me what it is. It it was um well Biden hadn't spoken since you know since the Taliban started like taking over he hasn't really was saying anything he's kind of silent and the media was kind of like going off about how silent he's being while all this crazy shit's happening and then it gets to you know, everyone trying to escape at the airport and still nothing from Biden. So finally, um, finally he, you know, yesterday he comes out and gives a speech basically giving us a rundown of what happened. Um, but it's, he, he just didn't really, he basically shifted the blame to Afghan forces and, um, and, and, you know, and Ghani and like, uh, basically being like, look, we did all that we could and Afghan forces, they don't have the will to fight. So uh, because of that, they lost and, you know, there's nothing we can do. And, you know, but he also solidified his view that we should have been in there in the first place. And the re- the record does show that he kind of always thought that way. Um, and he also was like, I still support the decision to pull out. And to to get everyone out of there, um, but and he also recognized that there were mistakes along the way, uh, and w- those mistakes being like not really having a good plan on what to do with you know people that supported the Afghan forces and refugees and things like that, and you know so there there was some on 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 that front kind of like giving. 
uh, giving up some blame. But other than that, it wasn't really like there was a lot of victim blaming going on too. You know, a lot of like, it was, it was a lot of shifting the blame on, on the Afghan people. You know, you can't force this kind of, uh, you can't force democracy and like good, like you, you can't shift, you can't shift the views of people that don't want to be good is kind of what he was getting at, you know? And it was like kind of insulting at times yeah that's like the vibe i got from because i i didn't listen to it because i was working and then everyone was kind of like talking about it and so i didn't really feel like i needed to listen to the speech because i was getting kind of like commentary from every angle and then i figured that you were going to give me some sort of rundown as well as to what it was and i'm obviously Uh, paraphrasing like crazy i'm not expecting you to like give me the fucking you know the transcript verbatim but like i yeah it seems like it seems like Biden sort of went up there and did kind of like this limp dick, like, well, what are you going to do type of thing that I would expect from a Democrat at this point, you know? And it's been interesting because even like you kind of brought up this like sort of like defense, but sort of critique of it, you know, where he's like, well, Biden like admitted that we were fucked up and that's a good thing, <coughs> you know? Yeah. And it's it's just it has been interesting to see like obviously like the bipartisan coverage of everything that's happening in Afghanistan cuz as of today like the Taliban have officially like taken over. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing is like there's a weird blame game going on and like that's not really what's important because there's not like at this point in the game, you can go all the way back to the beginning and there could be a blame thing. Oh, there definitely is. Right. Very much a Exactly, blame in, the beginning. in the beginning. But if you're if you're going in let's say from from when Biden takes in takes over command, there's a whole aspect of like, what do you do? You know? And to be fair, this this date, it's not like he set this date. This is a Trump administration well, Biden, date. Didn't Biden shift it around, but like Trump set like the outline? Like it definitely was a thing where like Trump it what was it? It, it was, was supposed to be in of, May. But it was in the beginning of twenty twenty, right? And then yeah. fucking Trump went in and said, like, we're getting the fuck out. And he started the negotiations. And then Biden just, like, wanted to make it this whole, like, September 11th thing. And then shit was getting wild. So he kind of, like, shifted everything around, right? That's, like, the vibe, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, like, that is the very funny part is, like, this is obviously just, like, fodder for, like, the American bipartisan, like, squabble that will never end. Where, you know, people who are boilerplate, boilerplate Democrats will just look at, trump and be like it's his fault right yeah and, then people, and i don't see i don't look at it that way no and then the maga crowd will then look at biden and be like you handled this poorly it's your fault well it's easy to say that the president power is weak when something like this goes down yeah i actually see it more of in a sense a that strong bush got point. away with it <laughs> that bush just yeah. fucking got hit just got to wash his hands so I think, hard i think biden in a sense is kind of the strongest he's ever been in that you know hold off on that look i'm saying on holding on to getting because he could have easily been like oh shit's going crazy let's just let's go on and like just bomb some bomb more bombs i and, mean like, yes I, there is a I, I there is definitely something there. to be said to be like i look i know this is tough but this is this is what it was going to be one way or the other and we might as well just we should just saigon it out of there you know what i mean like we We're, should really do that we will you know? we will bring up saigon 
in time because that's a whole other fucking thing to talk about the Saigon comparisons. Right. But just strictly keeping it to like the whole presidential blame game thing. I see your point as to this can be perceived as a win for Biden in the sense that he isn't backing down from like yes, his decision. Yeah. And I will give you that with an asterisk, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, credit where credit's due, for lack of a better term, like Biden was given a shit sandwich by Bush, Obama, and Trump, right? Like that's mm-hmm. just how it is. Yeah. Like, it was just a matter of time. And you can see that like starting with the second term of fucking of Bush, right? Like you could see that like everything was fucked in the Middle East and they were just always going to kick that can down the road. And then Biden just happened to be the stupid motherfucker who picked up the can, right? Like, and now he's just the one holding this can full of shit and he has to kind of just like take it, right? So he really is just like, he's eating all the mistakes of the past, you know, fucking 20 years. And so like, I suppose if you really want to like, really like zoom in and like vacuum that shit, like sure, like this is like an admirable thing for him to do. And like, I wouldn't even go that far. Take this fucking, you know, take this L for us. You know what I mean? And I, but I'm only bringing it up because I have seen that discourse. I have seen people who are like very like lib, like lib brained online be like everyone can make fun of biden but he's making a difficult decision and blah 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 and you know yeah and it's not it's not really like the pulling out part like obviously we shouldn't be there so like what do you do to get to a point where it's safe to pull out or not even safe but what are the decisions that could have been done to make it so that uh, this would have run more smoothly even if, even if the oh, Taliban you know, were to take like over. Like, it in fucking 2002 when the Taliban originally said that they would fucking end things. Right. But... Like, that's literally... That's I'm, I'm like, talking specifically from a, from a Biden standpoint. I understand what you're you saying. Know? But it's just... And I'm, I'm trying... I will try to keep my cool and not scream. Go ahead. No. You know? Yeah, go on. No, but like... But when we get... When we start really getting into, like, more than the surface level of, like, what is happening in Afghanistan right now, right? Yeah. You start to just really, you, you have to acknowledge all the folly of the past 20 years and then just like how this has just been fucked from the beginning, right? So like, obviously the Afghanistan papers came out a couple of years ago and that just straight up was like, hey, everything that like the media has been portraying about what's happening over there is wrong. Is complete and utter bullshit. This shit is not fucking working. The Afghan security forces are in no way equipped or fucking willing or anything to carry out like this American imperialist project once we get the fuck out. And we are here because we are protecting our fucking financial interests. And and that's the thing is like I think all administrations knew knew that. Everyone right? did. They they knew that what they were basically doing was the Afghan forces were were the Western backed Afghan forces were basically a toothpick holding up a table as a leg and then it's just like, what do you do as soon as you let go? And you just kind of run, you know? And then it's going to fall. We just didn't think it was going to fall this fast. But it did, you know? It did. And so, you know... Crazy. It's fucking nuts. And that's the whole Saigon thing. And I do want to get to that in due time because that's been a big part of Especially like what me and Andrew have been texting about, like the whole Saigon. Oh, I'm not including it in this uh, group text anymore, I see. I don't know if it's a group text if it's just two people. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, but like it, it, it has come up with, with multiple people. But like, you know, going back to like this whole blame game thing, right? Like 
if you look at like if if as soon as you become literate as to what has been happening in the Middle East, I'm not going to sit here and like pretend to like exist in this ivory tower where I've been like super educated since I was 11, 10 or 11 years old, right? And like I've known everything from the jump. Like I had to you have to seek out the anti-imperialist narrative of what's happening in geopolitics as an American, right? That that doesn't just come to you freely. No matter how much like the Jordan Petersons or the Weinsteins or whoever the fuck like want to say that like a college education comes hand in hand with like leftist or liberal or whatever indoctrination and anti-American whatever, right? Anti-conservative, blah, blah, blah. Like that just isn't the case. You know, I went to fucking Evergreen, which is like this boogeyman of the right. And we never because that's where like that whole thing started. Well, that that's beside the point. But just like it's always been like this whole like you know whatever. But like even at school, like we never were taught from our teachers like anything interesting in terms of like anti-imperialist, whatever, anti-America, blah blah blah, pro-Marxist, anything like it was there because like it was like a niche interest as it is on any other campus. Like there are communist studies professors at major universities. You know what I mean? Like it exists. I'm getting beside the point, but like, I didn't start realizing what was happening in the Middle East until I was well into my 20s. Your point is that it's, it's not that you have ago. to actually go out and want to seek yeah, something so like you, that in order to yeah. understand exactly what's going on. So as soon as the, you start to think that things are fishy in the Middle East specifically, like, and you start looking into it, it really doesn't take long once you get past like the first two pages of like Google searches to really kind of be like, oh shit, wait, like, things are really fucked up over here, and this just like isn't working, and this is obviously just like not this whole like installing democracy like nation building thing Mm -hmm. you know and so like with that in mind like when you look at like what's been happening in afghanistan or the middle east but afghanistan specifically like you can just see where everything went wrong and how they've just been trying to cover up their mistakes and just wait because it's all just been a political you know this political hot potato like i said earlier right but it legit was like in 2002 i think it was like the taliban were almost fucking defeated and they were going to give up their last fucking stronghold in exchange for like their leader to not go to fucking Guantanamo. And then the American, you know, military, the American regime declined like the offer to work with them because the optics would be fucking terrible if you spent the last however many months, you know, talking about how the Taliban are the worst thing in the world and the war on terror and we need to authorize all, you know what I mean? Like it was such a big hoopla and the war machine was roaring up again and everyone like Americans were all in favor of just bombing the shit out of a place they couldn't point to on a map. So there was no way that the fucking Bush administration was ever going to be able to work with them. Right. So they didn't. And then 20 years later, they never went away. We had the opportunity to work with them 20 years ago and it never, they didn't want to do it. Right. And so now we're in this position where like, Okay, like we wasted 20 years because, you know, Dick Cheney and George W. Bush like didn't feel like taking that like very, very minor L in retrospect. Oh, yeah, because it's just political voices. And, and you know, in and in today's world, I, I feel like it's kind of easier to get away with it because it's uh, like news spreads and disappears so fast. So back then, it, you know, it would have been talked about for like maybe two months, whereas now if you were to do that same type of thing, it would have just been talked about for like two days. You know? Exactly. You know, and, and, so, I, and we should, we should be using that kind of um, uh, 
to to the advantage. Whoever's in power needs to use that to their advantage in order to get some things through. Because I mean, right now the Biden administration is talking to the Taliban. They are in contact. So well, it'll be interesting to, to see. What's well, they have to. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, and and you know, like we'll. I'll talk. But even that's a step, right? Yeah. There, there are. I, I think if Trump or you know Bush, you know, if we could see something like that again, like I don't, I don't even think they would have allowed as soon as the Taliban was like, hey, it's the Taliban, we're in power now, he he, let's talk. Like a lot of the, some of these administrations would have just put down the phone. So that's well, another kind of, you know. I mean, yeah, it is, but that's like the root, obviously. Like, I mean. If you go back even further, like, obviously America had no fucking business being over there. Like, and that really can be just, like, the one sentence of it. You know, like, we had no business being over there because, like, American imperialism And I think it's obvious stupid. now that they didn't want us over there. Well, I don't, and, I don't think it's yeah. even... I don't even okay. think that it's fair to say that, like, it's obvious now. It seems like it was pretty obvious from the fucking jump that we weren't fucking welcome there when we were just plying to, trying to just play, you know empire because that's all it fucking was like we like you know and it's some of that's in the afghan papers and also just you know like if you kind of read between the lines of like news coverage from non-american sources as to like what was happening back then like you go back to like you know archived articles and stuff i've done mm-hmm. a little bit but not enough to yeah. like really fucking be an expert but it's like we weren't fucking welcome there but then you know the american media machine made it seem like they were you know praising us in the streets and flying american flags and even weeping now at the soldiers feet and stuff and it's like no yeah. dude like there's just not how it fucking ever was and it's becoming more and more clear like oh you know like all this stuff that these like crazy left-wing people have been saying for 20 years or even longer than that like if you want to take it just to all the anti-war movement like hey here is a very well dot the, the most well-documented example of like imperialism failing that we have to date is what happened in Afghanistan. Cause it has all been very heavily documented from every side imaginable. Yeah. And even now you have like these horrible headlines that are just like, Oh, they had a taste of what it was to like, have a good, like, like society and they let it just waste away. And it's like, then, then how come the Taliban were able to take over without firing too many shots you know what i mean like i don't know like i don't know i think there's something gross about being like oh they had a taste of freedom and they let it slip away from them you know what i mean like that that kind of shit that's in the headlines right now well that's just because like you know like the american uh hegemony and the fact that Mm -hmm. like we just want to impose like our holier than thou liberal democracy on everyone yeah you know and it it doesn't work in a lot of places, you know what I mean? Like you can't force this shit onto people and that's what we tried to do. And it really is just like, it became a cliche, but you know, but it really is just like this, like very intense, like Western, like weird, holier than thou, like presence that we try to impose on the whole world where we're like, look, y'all are fucking savages and we're going to enlighten you in the ways of like, you know, voting and economic choice through capitalism. And like, you know what I mean? Like the free market. We're going to bring in the free market and like it, everything's going to be way better because you guys won't be quote poor anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it just doesn't work if the people don't fucking want it. So like I'm hoping that like the silver lining of this like on the whole is that hopefully this will be the last and I'm not going to hold my breath, but hopefully this will be the last example of like 
you know, neocolonialism. I'm hoping that that that, that well, is. Well, there's the been case. so many failed examples, right? I mean, you you know, Vietnam, Cuba, this like there's so many like failed examples of imperialism in trying to do this type of thing, and they just like they never work out. So, and this was an expensive one. Oh my god, yeah. You know. But that's also like a big thing too is when you look at it and you know you do the whole follow the money thing like you know like I know that it's like a big tinfoil hat thing to really bring out like the military industrial complex and like follow the money and everyone's in bed with each other but like again like it's right there like if you trace back the motivations to the war in Iraq and the war in Afghanistan or whatever you want to call it, like the Middle East conflicts that have popped up you know as a result of the George W Bush administration like the Halliburton connection is there. You know what I mean? Like Dick Cheney made a shit ton of money. I'm just off saying, that like all shit. these motherfuckers yeah. made a shit ton of money off of you know uh, supplying the fucking world with war machines. Like that's just, I mean, that's the reason why America became economically viable and like a world superpower in the first place. Like when we became what we are now, you know. And then obviously, in order to perpetuate that, we need to be in a, a state of continual conflict. You know, and again, not to get too like woo woo or like fucking conspiratorial about it, but like that's just it's pretty much laid bare and it has been for a long time. And now it's very hard to ignore no matter where you, you know, align yourself politically. Like we were only in the Middle East for 20 years in order to line the pockets of the people who make and sell guns and tanks and shit or the people who can make money from extracting the resources or like, you know, from the destabilization of that region and then the people who can come in and just you know act like fucking vultures and stuff and Mm -hmm. so like this will be this is also just like an interesting case of like national self-determination and like the inability for outside influences to fuck off you know and so like Obviously, like the presence of the Taliban in Afghanistan is and will be polarizing, you know, from an outside perspective as well as an inside perspective. Obviously, they are a, I don't know if I would call them extremist, you know what I mean? But like, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, but like they are, a- they're an Islamist, like ideal, idealist kind of, they're, they're kind of like this, similar to Iran in that way of like, uh, they want like kind of a theocratic government. So I would say they're pretty extreme, but what's extreme to the people already over there? You know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. It's like it's extreme in my I mean my well, yeah, from, on our view, obviously. Through, we like wouldn't. the Western lens, it's this crazy yeah. thing, but something that like the West needs to learn is like the world doesn't operate through a fucking Western lens. And so like you know what I mean? Like we need to just fuck off. So like, you know, like obviously like you know, looking at it from America or from Europe or from wherever the fuck and they're like, Oh my god, like it's gonna be like they wanna enact like a religious state and it's going to be conservative and they're going to have like all these rules and these methods of control and stuff. And like, you're going to have all these, like, you know, anyone from like, you know, anti-Muslim people to just like anti-religious people to anti-big government people to all these different avenues to be like, this is fucked. This is wrong. We need to get in there and liberate the people. That's where it goes wrong. Exactly. Because like there needs to be, if you're going to have nations, right. Then there needs to be, national self-determination you know like that is actual democracy unfortunately like you can't force these people to go with the american model of liberal democracy if you really want the people to choose then there needs to be no interference from outside and let things fucking 
progress naturally, right? Yeah, I mean, they they will eventually. If we if we don't if we don't fuck around with them, and then eventually they're gonna have their own like suffragette movement, you know, within themselves. They're like whatever. I'm sure eventually that's what it will come well, to. Well, it's it's also like if you look at it like if you really want to go down to like brass tacks, like you know, first of all, like I think that this really should be the nail in the coffin, like. No one should ever fuck with farmers, nations of farmers. <laughs> Every time that happens, anytime you try and fuck with poor farmers who live in the fucking mountains, you fucking lose, right? Right. Like, it just, it never works out well for the invading force or the occupying force or the liberating force, whatever they call it. Dude, you themselves. go all the way back to our revolution. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. They were poor farmers in you the never, fucking- You just don't fuck yeah. with poor farmers. Like, yeah. empire can never fucking go against yeah. poor farmers. Exactly. You know? And so, like, I don't know what's going to happen with Afghanistan and everything. And maybe I am being fucking fed, you know- propaganda through fucking rosy glasses but like i have been trying to pay attention to a lot of like the press conferencey stuff that's coming out of like the taliban leadership that just took over and all this stuff and they're being very realistic as to what they are and what they want to do so so see we should talk about this because in a way i agree with you because they're they're definitely coming out and being like you know there's amnesty for everyone uh, we want women to come and serve in the government. And these are all things like, that'll be great if they actually can do that and they actually go th- through with it. But it already, they, they already, they claimed amnesty, but they are already coming out. And there's stories of, uh, again, you know, what you said, this could just be propaganda. But, you know, there's a, like somebody who, they're, they're, they have lists, apparently, of people who have worked with or supported um, the Afghan forces or helped out the foreign government, uh, us or whatever. And it, it does seem in some cases they have gone to look for some of them and like just shot them point blank, you know, but I, I don't think they can do that with everyone. I mean, I kind of want to see most... the Carfax on that because I haven't seen that in any coverage, you know what I mean, from like non- American sources of like, even though they said amnesty, they killed five people today who are confirmed to be yeah. translators for the Afghan forces. And this all goes back to like, I mean, it, it, it's literally, you know, every single nation that goes up against empire, let alone defeats it or forces it to fuck off. Like the CIA propaganda machine, the American led propaganda machine it's will strong, always do yeah. this. So in the same way that like it is very popular for people on the left to criticize anything negative about China or Cuba, you know, because most of the time it is CIA propaganda to weaken the morale of a system that is different or in some cases indirect competition with us. Like that same level of criticism needs to be made when you're looking at coverage of Afghanistan right now, because you got to think of all the money that's being lost to a lot of people who are in cahoots with the media. And so like there's, they know that there's no way for me and you to fact check if the Taliban have kill lists that they're enacting right now, right? But if CNN runs that story or if Fox runs that story, that's really all we have to go. You know what I mean? Like, it's very, very easy to plant For this sure. stuff. And in order, you do enough of these small little things and then it, it really just, like, will support public opinion. And then public opinion is reality for the most part. Yeah, and I I'll, I'll, I mean, if you're the Taliban and you just came to power in this kind of, like, miraculous way 
where you were able to like pretty overtake a Western power, you know, who was definitely got way more weaponry than you and everything. And you were able to do without shooting many weapons. Like, I think it would be pretty like, it would be weird for you to take over. You, you are in now in charge and the first thing you do is just like you want to like piss Institute people. Institute a fucking yeah, frog wrong. Yeah, no. like I don't but, know. Okay, so that, that that brings me to one thing that I do want to bring up is this idea that the Taliban defeated America, which is not the case. That's right. not what happened. No, you're right. You're it, right. What I mean, what it really is is America tried to install a bunch of mall cops to run a fucking country, and they couldn't organize them either due to lack of ability on our part or lack of willingness on theirs, and then we eventually gave up. And then the Taliban were just like, oh, fuck it. Like, there's a power vacuum. We will fill that very quickly because we've been waiting for 20 fucking years. I mean, very quickly. I remember it was just like, what, a month ago when I was like, remember? It was like, in a couple weeks. I was like, I was like, look, the Taliban took over two tanks. Isn't that yeah. weird? And you were like, I don't think it's going to be anything, whatever. Yeah, I did. And then, like, I did. <laughs> then, I did and honestly, I didn't think it was going to be anything because it oh, was. Shit. I really thought it was going to be something to try and get like Warhawks to be like, look, Biden's fucking up. Yeah, yeah. And then the yeah. more things no, like, right. developed and, you know when I sort of realized, oh, wait, this isn't the Taliban versus America. This is, you know, mall cops versus just, like, the will of a nation to succumb to liberal democracy. Like, yeah, this kind of makes sense, you know? And also, like, and, like, from like from the stuff that I've seen of, like, people on the ground over there just kind of, like, talking to people, like, obviously there are people who are like, yo, the violence is fucked, and, like, I'm very worried as to what's happening because, like, this is fucked up. There has been a lot of people who were like, yo, it be it is fucking great that we finally have like Afghans running Afghanistan. That's all yes. we want. We yeah. want fucking West out. We will deal with it. You know, like I saw some dude basically be like, We've been dealing with the Taliban for twenty fucking years. Like I can deal with them. It's the Americans that I don't want to fucking deal with anymore. But you you also another big problem is also like that you're yeah, you you can put a job title on someone but if you're not paying them that well they're gonna do deals with the taliban on the side and then when the taliban come through they're gonna be like yeah they're gonna put down their weapons yeah cool yeah and that's exactly what fucking happened um and yeah and and what's really sad to me is those who were very supportive of everything that was going on getting left behind and like that's really sad to me you know and that they're they probably are gonna deal with some sort of wrath well, you no, because they're still airlifting people out. They got the airlift back on. Like they're getting everybody out. I, I'm, I'm confident that most people who want to leave will leave. Okay. I, 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 you know, and we'll revisit this next week. But yeah, if you know, and I, and I am giving the Taliban the credit or the, you know, the benefit of the doubt, and I am hoping that they will be true to their word. I want to see what happens. You know, with I them, really you know? am. I am not hopeful, but I am optimistic. Yeah. That they won't want to fuck anything up because they do need to legitimize themselves, right? And they, I think they want that. And they do think, want that. Yeah. And so part of this is their whole, like, modernizing their, their version of Sharia law, right? Right. And so in that, like you said, like, they want women to work within the confines of Sharia to be part of building this nation and having this nation thrive. Like, that's what they said in the fucking press conferences, right? And they're going to, like, really relax a lot of the, like, hyper, hyper, hyper conservative rules about, like, technology stuff and, like, fraternization and just, like, you know, like, the general, like, goings on, like, when you have, like, this caricature of what it means to be, you know, ruled under Sharia law where it's, like, this crazy, archaic, like, Stone Age thing, like, the Taliban dudes have come out, like, on the news and shit and have done these press conferences and they've been like, look, like, we know it's fucking 2021. 
and we will, you know, adapt what, you know, like modern practices like into our vision for an Islamic state. It will be an Islamic state, but we understand that like the world has evolved and we need to also in order to be part of modern society and in order to be viewed as legitimate right. in the eyes of these other nations. Instead of instead of stoning women that commit adultery, we're just going to fire squad them, you know? <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, I don't know about that one. They, I mean, that's what... I'm. That is kind of a thing, though, you know? I'm just saying. <laughs> they used to do that. Well, yeah, so. they used to, but I'm not saying... Yeah, I get, I get what you're trying to say, but still, even like that, like, that sentiment and that like I don't want to give them too much credit. <laughs> I understand that you don't. I don't want to give I them. Understand. I don't want to be like, oh yeah, let's we're Taliban supporters. Yeah, no, it'll be nice to see what kind of uh, advancements they they bring or like um, what kind of uh, modernizations they do, you know. And yeah, and yeah. that would that would be, you know, I don't know. But anyway, but also it is inch- so before we get there. But also one of the other, the big things that I thought was cool what they're doing when they're taking over is they are giving the amnesty. They are saying that they're giving amnesty to anyone who worked against them in any capacity during the past twenty years. If they if they actually do that, that'd be fucking cool. Don't know if I'm going to hold my breath on it, but yeah, uh, until they pr- until they fucking prove otherwise, that's a cool thing to say. And also, I saw a thing where they're letting people leave if they want. Like there is like a very open window of like. You have time to get the fuck out because and that in itself is very. That's fucking cool. That's very cool of them to do that. Um, yeah, you know because then I mean that also leads me to believe that like once that window is up, then they might be like, hey, like you're here. There's fucking rules now. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they they would have been like, you could have left. Yeah, but yeah, or like maybe they're going to like extend the open, not open borders, but you know the kind of like. <sighs> The idea of, like, if you live here, like, this is how you're fucking living, but if, you know, a very much, like, a practical version of love it or leave it. Right. You know, where it's, like, if you want to live in, like, a fucking Islamic caliphate, if you want to live in, like, an Islamic state, like, here is the Islamic state to live in, and if you don't want to fucking live by our rules, like, you can get the fuck out. Because it seems like they're really trying to do this, like, Muslim utopia type of thing. Like, that's the vibe that I'm getting from them, like, in these early stages of their nation building, where they want it to be, like, the best Islamic state possible in order to try and draw people in. For sure. I mean, I think from they... other areas to be like, yeah, like, I can finally live, like, in a fucking Muslim country and, like, actually be a fucking, you know, like, do the Muslim society thing that we've been trying to do for so long and we can fucking get it, you know? So and I, I think they also looked at ISIS and they were like, we don't want to be that, you know, yeah. also. Well, because, yeah. you know... But it it'll be it, it will be very interesting to see how these things develop. But another funny thing too is that like now that America is going out, like the big thing now is Russia and China are trying to get in. I I heard the China part of that was kind of not, like not a real thing. Like, I don't think it's really. A I think thing China was kind of like it's not worth it. It seems like the only thing that I've really been able to deduce aside from like American led hysteria over, you know, geopolitics in general when it comes to Russia and China is that China's willing to acknowledge them, you know, and kind of be like, yeah, you guys are here, you know. Russia seems to be the one who's a little more like, hey, we'll work with you. Like, hey, what's up, dude? You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Like, Russia seems to be the one out of the two to actually be like, I, I, yeah, I don't think we we're going to legitimize see... you guys. We will recognize you as a legitimate government. Like we will do trade deals with you. Like, like what's up? Like we will work with you guys. Like what's going on? Whereas China just seems to kind of be like, whatever. Okay. I think China was upset that the, that the, that the U S let, let it come down to this. Like, I don't even know if they know. really were upset. I really don't think they really, China probably would have gone in if the Afghan forces succeeded and like, we're able to have like a stable type of thing Why? there. Why? Just because, I mean, from the reports, it just looks like China doesn't want anything to do with what's going on there right well, now. Then why would China have gone in if the Afghan forces would have been successful? Well, because I, I think they want to, I think China wants to be a, be around in most places. And I think it would be, it would have been easier for them to do that. I mean, I there. think that the, the vibe is that that area has just been fucked to shit. So why would you waste your, why would you waste your time over there if, I mean, like, honestly, America leaving is proof positive that, like, there's nothing left there for, like, the global economy. I mean, it, like, truly, there isn't. We don't get our fucking heroin from them anymore. Fentanyl's the new big thing now, and that's from fucking China. And then the oil reserves are, I would imagine, I mean, the main low, reason but we're also we're, we're moving towards fucking renewable energy anyway, so there's... Right. Between the fucking dope and the fucking gas, like there's nothing to fucking take from them. Yeah, anymore. I mean the main the and that's the thing is like the main reason we were there for so long is the optics, right? We don't want to be seen as like being weak and leaving there and then having this vacuum and having a being a breeding ground for terrorists and things and like and they weren't able to just keep that up any longer. But also, I just wanted to get to this real quick because I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, that the president that was there, the installed president, um, Azraf Ghani, he uh, was like, I'm, I will never leave. I'll never leave these people. These are my people. I will die for them. And the first thing he does is. Did he just like fuck off? Yep. He just fled off. <laughs> he just like got in an airplane and whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. That's very He was like the first one to go. Um, But yeah, I just thought that was funny, which is. The story ever anywhere you go, yeah, they're the first one gone. You know, you know, yeah. These idealistic presidents, where they're like, "I will die. I will shed my blood. Mm -hmm. My blood will fertilize the soil." You know, I mean, like Mm -hmm. that's not how people, yeah, anymore. Especially, you know, it's just. I don't know if Russia's going to go in there. I don't know if anyone's going to go in there. I just work with them. I, I, okay, you know, I don't, I don't know if anyone. I don't think that the Taliban will allow anyone to go in. And it's going to be interesting moving forward, like the distinction between the Afghani people and the Taliban, right? Because they're technically different entities, even though one controlled, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but I am confident that at least the general consensus as of right now is all the foreigners need to get the fuck out. You know, this is our shit. We will handle it. You know, and then, like, it's also, like, worth noting that, like, Afghanistan being called a country is also kind of fucking weird because it really is, like, this victim of, like, the imperial mindset of, like, carving out every single fucking centimeter on the fucking planet and attributing it ownership of it to somewhere, right? Like, Afghanistan is only a country because the West has deemed it to be a country. Like, Afghanistan and a lot of these places in the Middle East are just huge collections of like you know tribal holdings basically but at a certain point it becomes a product of history where uh they do become that right like it becomes so long ago that like you know that it it does 
formally become that, even though the history of it might have been kind of weird. Like at a certain point, it just it 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 overtakes and becomes a self fulfilling prophecy for them, and then it just becomes that, well, right? And yeah, then they but- get a new identity o- over something that was fucked, but like you know. It's, yeah, that happens with everywhere yeah. in the world. Like everywhere in the world has a different history. You know, like sure, going but way what, back. But so. what I'm getting at is like the Middle East, from my understanding of it, and I'm not that versed, well versed rather on like Middle Eastern, you know, politics. But like, it really just seems like most of these countries are fucking just very arbitrarily drawn, and really, it's just a matter of like you know, what clan or, like, what tribe or, like, you know, what fucking territory you are from inside of what we call a state. And there's always going to be these, like, conflicts between all these different, like, very, 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 very old, like, social groupings in these fucking areas, right? It's almost like they were drawn on purpose to keep a perpetual... Exactly. Um, like, th- tr- tribal Yeah, tribal warfare. Like, it's just how it always is. But, you know, like, especially, like, when Maybe. you look at, like, fucking Kurdistan, like, yeah. the Kurds, and they technically take up, what, two, three different countries? Yeah, they, they, yeah. But they're... it's, like, but that is, like, that should be its own region. Like, in the same way that, like, there's all these different, like, zones that probably should be their own quote country or like their own autonomous zones or whatever the fuck you want to call them. But you know, when the West came in and just said, all right, I'm going to draw a line and this is this country and this is that country and y'all can figure it out, you know? And then it, the destabilization will never stop over there. Right. And so I'm, I'm hoping that Afghanistan may have a better opportunity than most in that area of finding some sort of internalized stabilization. As long as we all leave them the fuck alone. Because hopefully they, this is going to sound fucked, but hopefully since they've been so beaten down and so broken from outside forces, they might be able to overcome like their ancestral squabblings in order to be like, okay, I guess like I'm not this and I'm not that like I am Afghan. And we are all Afghani and we need to band together because we had to deal with the Russians, then we had to deal with the Americans, and, like, everyone just needs to fuck off, and, like, okay, like, we are one people now, you know? Also, what, I, this is actually important, it might not seem so, but, like, I wonder what, like, the age, the, like, the, what the age demographics are there now, you I know? I cannot imagine, I know. But I'm saying, like, if it's mostly more of, like, a younger, I don't, th- I think like, it's a lot of, like, it uh, could be interesting, like, 20s and 30 year olds because i which could be interesting it could, be, could interesting. be a very it, it interesting. will be interesting um i know that a lot of young people fled and were like smuggled out but some of the pictures of the taliban that i saw seemed like 30s and 40s yeah a but, lot of the core people seem to be older because once like the conflict was like raging over the past 20 years the vibe seemed to be that like a lot of people were smuggling their kids out in order for them not to be recruited into this never-ending fucking oil right. war, you know? And so that's like a lot of the like humanitarian issues in terms of immigration from that region seem to be like families being like, "Nope, my son is not dying at 19, you know, being killed by fucking, you know, Blackwater security forces because he's, you know, a kid walking down the street in our village." Like, get the fuck out. So there seems to be a lot of like, not like a brain drain, but you know, just like, like a fucking, like just a mass exodus of, 
you know, young people because their families or they themselves like didn't want to get caught up in this like very fucked conflict. So it will be interesting to see if, you know, these expats or like the greater Afghani diaspora like begins to come home basically and be like, okay, like things are beginning to stabilize. Like things, you know, my town isn't a war zone anymore. Even if they don't agree with like, you know, the, the, uh, the Taliban's version of Sharia or like if they don't want, you know what I mean? Like it might just be a thing where it's like, okay, well now that there's not like constant fucking fighting and there is stabilization, like through this like leadership that has, you know, sort of like amassed around us, like I can go home. Like I can yeah. hang out with my family. I can go back to my hometown and be a fucking farmer or be whatever it was, you know, before I had to leave. And, and I've been and, a refugee in fucking Europe being treated yeah. like shit. I mean, and, and hopefully that is the case, but I think we're getting too far ahead because we're talking about stabilization when I imagine a lot of the good doctors and really things that, that hold up civilization. I, I bet a lot of them left. So, and I think that they did too. But I think they left because it was a war zone, not for any like ideological reasons. Although some of them, but obviously it's going to take a while did. to come back. And I think that, the, and I think that that's why the Taliban is going to be on their best behavior for the next couple years because they need to legitimize themselves and they need to build trust with. I don't even think they really need to care about like what other foreign powers think. They need to regain the legitimacy and the trust of the the afghani people right or just like the international muslim community right because if they can be like look like we are not like a band of traveling warlords anymore or whatever you guys think we are or were like we want to have a functioning state we know how to do it fucking trust us you know we need doctors we need scientists we need fucking you know people to work in our fucking army we need to have a working country and we need to, you know, not to be like make Afghanistan great again, but you know what I mean? It's like, if you want to rebuild this country and give us a chance, like we need the resources. So like, I, you know, like we, the Taliban promise to like not fucking kill doctors when we don't agree with like what they want to do, you know, like Soviet propaganda style. And if then they you're going to start to see fucking dentists and shit come back like that. For sure. Yeah. If they were smart, they would just make it a, like a Hollywood sanctuary and be like, look, we're just kidding. You guys can come over here, film all the crazy war movies that you want. We know you love war movies. Just so come over here, film them here, and then that'll be their, the Afghanistan will be like the, the Hollywood of the Middle East. I'm just saying if they were smart, they would do that. Just Bollywood, <laughs> yeah. Bollywood North. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Not, you know, there, I don't think we said anything new or cool or whatever well, but we're not going to because like, we're not fucking yeah we're not fucking you know war correspondents and we're not, not we didn't major in fucking middle eastern studies but like but we did have to mention it we no to, we did so. and i and it has been an interesting part of the news cycle and it is a very interesting thing to be living through but like you know long and short wrap it up america fucking got out and it's a fucking mess but it's a mess because we shouldn't have been there in the first place and obviously this was going to happen it was going to happen a year after we came in, the same way it happened 20 years after we came in, right? America refused to play politics due to fucking optics, and this is why we're in this mess. We have extracted everything we could, so we're fucking gone, and now the Taliban are coming in and reclaiming what kind of is theirs, you know? And now we're going to see all this like international political theater from every angle. You know, every conservative country is going to be praising them. Every liberal democracy is 
going to be demeaning in and everyone who thinks they can make a buck is going to be at least silently, if not very loudly, like, hey, what's up? We'll work with you, you know? Yeah. But hopefully this will be a good example of self-determination. I hope that, you know, that the Taliban can create a successful nation for their people, you know, and be isolationist and be, you know, inwardly minded and kind of do what they say they're going to do, which is like, they don't want to fuck with anybody. They just want to be left alone to like fix the mess of the past 40 years. Right. Um, and so we'll see what happens. Like, this is going to be an ongoing story. I'm afraid that this won't be a big story for very long just because of the speed of the news cycle. Oh, won't be, you know, people don't like people like people really what they, what they love is like the Democrat versus Republican bickering. They don't. They don't like the whole yeah. foreign policy shit. They don't. But they don't I'm, care about. It. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm excited. But there's two things to bring up before we leave Afghanistan. One is this thing that I've seen going on all over the place, where it's like this sort of like Afghani curse, right? Where it's like no one has ever been able to fucking conquer Afghanistan, and there's all these fucking examples of empires throughout the ages or whatever coming through that area trying to conquer it and it never fucking works and then eventually those fucking nations or empires or whatever fucking crumble right and so you had all this stuff back in the day and then very famously like you have the ussr who tried to go to afghanistan and then the ussr dissolved a couple years later right everyone knows that and now that America is leaving, there's all these fucking weirdos online who were like, oh, history's repeating itself and America's going to fall in the next couple years because of like the Afghani thing. Like, you know, they're acting like it's some fucking like curse of the Bambino type of fucking baseball thing where it's, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, what were the other ones? I mean, like the USSR and then there's like some other like shit back in the day. Uh. There's like cartoons of it where they have like all the helmets up on sticks and stuff. And it's like, okay. You know, so like it definitely has happened more than once where it's like people try to invade and then like not that long after, at least like on like from like a historical perspective, like the nation falls. Like one of the last things all these nations try to do is like take over Afghanistan or like that area that has now become Afghanistan. And then it's just like, no, you're not you're not coming in here. And then they like exhaust a bunch of resources and then they just fucking crumble, you know? Okay. I did see a really cool meme, though, where someone said the boys are back in town is about the Taliban. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so there was a fucking thing about like, you know, empires falling after Afghanistan, which I thought was kind of funny, but it's like really weird. You know, America is not going to fall anytime soon as much as we all wanted to. Ah, uh, fuck. There was something else too, but I completely forget it. So I guess we can move on to something else. Okay. Fuck. You what sure? Yeah, it'll come back and then I'll just yell it. I'll just blurt it out. Okay, you sure? Let me, I can try to remind you. No, it's fine. Sand. Not, oh my God, this is terrible. Cacti. No, stop it. <laughs> Are there so even bad. cacti in there? I don't fucking know. Um, uh, but tanks. Yeah, I don't, I mean, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? We'll see. Um, there's going to be a lot of eyes on a lot of the wrong places in the media though, like you know oh yeah so you know the capitalist class will not be under scrutiny but you know every fucking international entity that is the enemy of like american you know hegemony will be you know watched very closely as like what are they doing in terms of the taliban you know and it won't be long one thing that's very transparent after like being on the show for a year is just uh being able to really take in 
the different bullshit from America media and be like, oh, that is that yeah. is so stupid. Yeah. Let me go see what's going. Let me let me take in a, a different oh, media from somewhere that. else. You know, the okay. Saigon stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So there was that picture that was taken of like the fucking helicopter leaving the fucking building, and then mm-hmm. they put it next to the Saigon, the famous Saigon picture, right? And being like, this is the same thing. Like this is blah blah blah. Like, and there is something to the discourse uh, comparing Vietnam to Afghanistan. You know, comparing Saigon to uh, Kabul or Kabul. I've heard it be called. Kabul and Kabul. I don't know which one it's it is. It's pronounced Kabul. I, I've always known it as Kabul. It's pronounced you know, Kabul. Still, there is a lot to say about like history repeating itself in that fashion, right? Just like this war that was very unpopular and no one really fucked with it. And then America having a, quote, stalemate, even though we lost and then we just kind of never got out. You know what I mean? There is something to be said about that, but it really is just like a critique of like imperialism and colonialism and how these things don't work and just like the power of like self-determination and how like a lot of the military industrial complex's power, you know, after World War II is somewhat performative, especially like after a lot of the Cold War stuff where like just because you have these big guns and all this stuff doesn't mean you like know how to use them effectively. You know, the same way, like, you know, you hear, like, just because you got a big dick doesn't mean you're good at fucking, or, you know, just because you got big muscles doesn't mean you're good at fighting. It's the same fucking thing. Like, we have the most well-funded fucking military in history, right? And we couldn't defeat a nation of what we have been led to believe are just, like, poor, unorganized fucking sheep herders and farmers and shit, right? And then that's the same fucking thing with fucking Vietnam, You know what I mean? Like these, we were led to believe like, oh yeah, we're going in there with fucking gunboats and fucking helicopters and fucking all these fucking machine guns. And these dudes are out there just in fucking, you know, rice fields and shit. And we're going to fucking slaughter them. And then, you know, the will of the people was stronger than just like, you know, the weight of all the guns that we brought over there and bombs that we dropped. So there is like a comparison to be, you know, to be made there. But then when you zoom out a little bit and look at like, you know, the Saigon versus Kabul thing, like what? The collapse of Saigon took years, right? Months, right? Like it took a long fucking time. Kabul took fucking like, two weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like you said, they're still they're still getting people out of there, whereas like that was kind of the last yeah. helicopter there, whereas that was just a good picture on the Kabul side. Exactly. Uh, because, yeah, they're letting it's a powerful us image. still it is, It's a powerful image, and it, it, yeah. was, it was a good way to drive a point home, and someone might, I mean, they're not going to get a fucking Pulitzer for it, but, you know, like, they'll get, they'll be, they, they can ride out that photo for a while, you know, but it's still, like, the speed at which the Taliban took over or corrected the American mess, or whatever you want to call it, from however you're looking at it. That speed is unprecedented, right? Because before this, all we had was Saigon. We had the Vietnam stuff. We had like the slow crumbling and the slow collapse, the slow bleeding, you know, the reluctancy to leave and all this stuff, the reluctancy to say like we did wrong, the reluctancy for like the American public as a whole, not just like the youth to be like, this is fuck, we need to get out. Whereas, you know, it, it has been like not even a bipartisan issue, like Republicans and Democrats alike not in favor of us staying in the Middle East. Like, that was a fucking thing that Trump said the same way fucking Biden said. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. been yeah. part of, like, American, like, consciousness of, like, hey, we probably shouldn't fucking be over there, right? 
So it's a little different than the Vietnam shit because it really isn't that big of like a culture war thing. It just it just isn't. And then also, again, like the expedited rate at which the fucking the occupied nation took back its territory is fucking insane. It's straight up out of fucking Starcraft. It really is just like a fucking Zerg rush. Yeah, 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 for sure. And you can also, like, with, with the Saigon thing, they had the backing of, like, another big country. And, like, whereas in Afghanistan, there's there's not really any other buddy. There's nobody backing the That's Taliban. That's all the home team. That, that is right. literally just all the yeah. home team. So this, I it mean, really is the boys are back in town. Right. Right. <laughs> it really just is. Yeah. You know, jokes aside. And, and actually, and we subsidize them too. So I, really, I mean, we kind of like, we get where they get those weapons. They got it from us. You know, the only way to win a war, the only person who wins a war is the person who fucking, uh, who was it? The person who sells them weapons and shit. There's some quote like that. Yeah. It might've been a Harry, uh, Henry Ford thing because he famously like, you know, helped the, Hitler. the, the allies as well as the Axis mm-hmm. powers in terms of giving them fucking machinery and stuff. So like there is some like old saying or axiom about like, you know, the only people who ever win a war are the people who fucking finance it or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, which is fucking true. Like, you know, you can look at any fucking, <laughs> any, uh, any history of conflict and like these countries go to war and then spend the next hundred years, like in debt to some other nation who wasn't involved with just like, yeah, we'll give you, We'll loan you 10,000 guns, but then once the war is over, if you win, you got to yeah. pay full price for them motherfuckers. Yeah. You know? And it's also, it's a lot like, hey, we invented these new weapons. We want to just try them out, too, you know? I mean, that's what we have so the Israeli yeah. fucking police for. Yeah. Cool. But, you know, and then we'll we'll end, like, the Afghani talk and talk about some other stuff. But I guess we have to do some sort of disclaimer thing where, like, you know, like... It is edgy and it is cool or whatever to like say that you support the Taliban in order to like own America, right? Like there's oh. been a lot there's been a lot of that online. It needs really? to be addressed. There has been a lot of like woke motherfuckers or whoever like, you know, being like, Yeah, this is sick, the Taliban are back, like, yeah, this is sick, get the fuck out of America, you know. And then there's these uh, like fucking libs or like not as like far left, like leftists being like, Oh my god, are you guys really supporting the Taliban? And a lot of that discourse. No, are, are there really leftists that are, are equating like, like the Taliban to like Lenin or something? No, dude. It's just like they're doing this like lesser of two evil thing and being uh, like between the American forces and the Taliban, like the okay. Taliban are better. I got, I got. And you. then people are taking that as being like, oh my god, you guys support the Taliban? You know what I mean? If you see that discourse, you should probably just ignore it because people who engage in that, aside from like obvious shit posters are fucking dumb and, like, not worth your fucking time or your mental energy. You know? It's just fucking stupid kids being stupid. And we've all been stupid kids, you know? Mm-hmm. So just don't fucking get too... Because I've seen people get, like, bent out of shit over, like, you know, the boys are back in town yeah. thing. You know? Or, like... Just laugh and move on. Yeah, honestly, just be like, yeah, it's funny, and then move on. Because the subtext of it is self-determination of nations. And an anti-imperial... An anti-imperialist sentiment that should be core to any leftist political ideology. Yeah. We're not wearing Taliban pins, okay? We're not like I don't look good in, not, I don't look good in hats or <laughs> I can't wear their garb. I don't yeah. look good in that stuff. Yeah. But seriously, like as a leftist, I will preach for just one second. If you exist on the left, you should be viewing what is happening in Afghanistan as an anti-imperialist action 
and an example of self-determination and self-governance by a group of people. That's really all this should be to you, right? You can take your views of religion and shove them up your ass because it has nothing to do with you. If you have family over there, obviously that's different. You know what I mean? If you're from that part of the world, obviously it's different. But if you're just like a fucking generic white person who lives in America, lives in Maryland, if you listen to the show, right? Like, just look at this as the consequence of colonialism and imperialism. When you think of all the bad things that are happening, recognize it for what they are. They are the result of America coming in or any, really the result of empire or a foreign nation coming in and fucking with another group of people with no fucking context or no consideration for their well-being aside from resource extraction. That's Preach. really all this is. Preach. And so we can argue That's all day true, yeah. about like, was the Mujahideen good? Like, is the Taliban bad? Like, what about the women? What about the children? Should we believe them? Like, what about authoritarianism? What about a fucking ethno state? What about, you know, a theocracy? That has nothing to do with you. You're going to wake up tomorrow and you're still going to have your fucking student debt. You know, the person you like still isn't going to text you back. You still have to go to fucking work. <laughs> you still have to go to your fucking mom's house for Thanksgiving this year. Like, no matter what happens on the other side of the world, like, it has nothing to do with you, right? So, but you can use this as an academic exercise and say, okay, here is a good, very well documented, the best documented example to date of what happens when colonial interests fail in terms of nation building, but then actually succeed in terms of resource extraction. And this is what happened. This is capitalism. We are watching capitalism. You go in and you take what you want. And then when you're done, you fucking leave. And then the people who have been there from the jump, they now have to deal with it. This is the same thing that happens in fucking. I mean, this is basically fucking like analogous to sort of like fucking like white flight and shit, too. Like, this is what happens in urban environments. Yeah. When fucking corporations come in and set up a fucking factory and then they can't get away with their corrupt labor practices anymore. Or they get fucking outsourced or whatever the fuck you want to say. And then the fucking industries leave. And then everyone is just left to deal with this crumbling infrastructure around it. And everyone's fucked. This is the same fucking thing. This happens all that's over the world. That's how you get really good craft beer, though. <laughs> yeah, 35, yeah that, that's how you really can flip some fucking property. Yeah. You buy it when fucking Bethlehem Steel leaves. And then you wait fucking 30 years. You put in, a, you put in your coffee shop with your white boy with dreads. And then you fucking oh, that's another correction we have to I have to make. Oh god, the Chet Hanks stuff. Oh yeah, the episode of Yeah But Still where they talk about Chet Hanks is not the one with that Spencer dude. It's the one with the guy from All Gas No Breaks. Oh, okay. Because I guess they like filmed a documentary about Chet Hanks that like might be coming out soon. Oh, okay. Yeah, so a little correction. Nice, nice. I like All Gas No Breaks. That guy's doing something different now. He got like fucked over. Oh, yeah, he got real fucked over by the. I didn't know about it, but yeah. like I, you know, like. I'll plug fucking yeah, but still on here. Like, yeah, it's, there a, you go. it's a good show. It's a fun show. It's a fun, like, shithead show, but they have interesting fucking guests on there. And yeah, it is like, <clears throat> but like, it's cool. Yeah. And they had the all gas guy on there and he broke, like, and I only know about all gas from like a couple of their fucking videos. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about like the fucking all that drama that happened or all the really not even drama, like the illegal business practices. Mm -hmm. But like, it's interesting to hear yeah. about it. So, but, yeah, we need to correct that. Cool. Um, okay. But yeah. Um, awesome. You want to... We can do one more thing. Do you have anything else? Um, we can always can talk about COVID. I can always just start up a COVID rant. No. I mean, we should... Um, we can let it be a short one. 
Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, we, we, we... This is the Afghan episode. Yeah, right, this is the Afghan episode. Yeah. So I'll be leaving tomorrow to go... Oh, yeah. ...to go join the Taliban. <laughs> we'll be there for... Andrew and I are going over for a week. Jesus. Yeah. No. Um, but um, by the time this episode is out, I will be in Los Angeles with Andrew hell, hanging yeah, out. Dude. And then Fuck when I yeah. come back, um, right after I come back, the episode... I don't know when... This episode should be out, you know, timely. And then when I get back from LA, um, we're recording a, like the day after I get back, mm-hmm. uh, which is later in the week. This is earlier in the week than when we normally record. We normally record on Wednesdays, but obviously this is on Tuesday. So this will probably, I will be there when Andrew mixes this. So this, uh. will, I will be in house when this gets mixed. And then, yeah, the next episode. Um, will be recorded right when I get back from LA and that will be Jordan's last episode um, yeah and then like I said on that episode I'll have a better feel for what's going to happen after that okay but yeah cool you have one more one more time to get everything off your chest <laughs> yeah alright I'll miss you guys well I guess I'll wait until next week <laughs> bye yeah.